0: Murray, your host at the one's Nation podcast and today i have the pleasure of interviewing Blandy bendy Blandy, thank you so much for taking the time today how's it going
1: hi how are you uh, thank you for calling me to share with you some ideas and some of my experiences
0: working in saudi arabia last three years amazing so yeah let's let's Actually, go a bit further back in time before we get to Saudi. How did you get involved in the beautiful game?
2: So everything starts on the
1: second year on my college when I was taking a look what exactly I want to do in this profession. So I start to work in one small fitness in my hometown in Split, in Croatia. And I was working with
2: professional football athletes here. And at one point, I decided,
1: I start to feel that I want to work in a system, in a staff of few people, from head coach to assistant coach, that I want to be part of the team. so. There is not a lot of opportunities in my city, like big clubs, so you need to start from small small clubs. And uh, my beginning was in third division. I was working for seven months, something like that, in that club with uh, amateur football players. And I I was starting to... Make some my own philosophy
2: of how tomorrow I expect that
0: my work is developing amazing. so starting in Croatia, started with third division club, started to build your own philosophy, and then from there,
2: where'd you go next? So like in football and other sports, I think, as well.
1: When you have results, you are the best. When you don't have results, you go and you go to come. And that also happened in third division. Uh, we were second that season, fighting for the first place to go to second division. And at one moment... We get the maximum from that players and the best solution for my coach in that moment and for the club was that we go away and that new coach come and try to rebuild something what that team in that moment still had. And uh, to be honest, I didn't know in that moment what is my next step because it's not a big experience like third division. And, you know, that call for Saudi Arabia happened by the night. I get the call from the coach that I was working with him uh, in that club for uh, one month. Uh, He get also a call uh, in the middle of the season to go in Saudi Arabia. He accepted. And five months after, he's calling me, you know, we want to bring one more Croatian coach in uh, academy, would you like to start uh, here with under 15 and work in uh, academy with kids? Yeah, I said immediately, yes, I was not even thinking for a second because I was feeling that that's the right decision in that moment. Uh, on the other side, in that club, there was already one Croatian coach. His name is Kresimir Režić. Uh, and actually, he started with Croatian coaches in that club. In one moment, there was seven coaches. First season, and then next season, me and my new coach for under-15. And in one moment there was nine people, nine Croatian guys in the same club in the same city. So that fact, that fact was the really important for me as well to start something on the other part of the world. You know, because that was my first going away from home. Amazing. So it was not easy, but. I had really great people with me in that club. And let's say that was my
2: beginning of everything.
0: Amazing. When I hear Saudi Arabia, it's like music to my ears. You know, and we we spoke about it before because, you know, a few years back, Saudi Arabia was unknown until Ronaldo made the transfer from Manchester United to, to the Saudi League. And... No one, or oh, let me not say no one, I didn't know about the leak. So when you heard that your coach was in Saudi Arabia, you you not having ever left your home country, what were your thoughts about going to Saudi Arabia? Was it an attractive opportunity or was it like you weren't too aware of like what the opportunity was in the country?
2: So. When i get that the, when I get that call, it was still the period of coronavirus, so it was really hard to enter the country because of too much uh
1: papers and too much uh, approvals to get the enter in the country so People around me, my friends, my family, they react like, where is Saudi Arabia? Where are you going? What is down there? Why are you go down there? But you know, in that moment, that was the first feeling inside me, which I know this is the this is the opportunity. I need to take it. Saudi Arabia in that moment,
2: it was still let's it was still not on level like today not too much stars, you know, but
1: that people down there, they all ha- they always had a vision.
2: Uh, they like to the football a lot. Uh, they want to improve their people as a quality
1: people, you know, educated people, so that is the reason also why they bring a lot of european coaches to learn their coaches as well not just
2: to develop some players but to learn their coaches what is now new in the in the football world what is new in fitness world
1: uh, how to implement that in work how to compare that with Let's let's call that trends some trends. You know what's
2: important, and yeah, there there is down there a lot of kids with talents. Absolutely, they had a talent, but in that moment, no one knew about Saudi Arabian sport down there because the country was really really closed.
1: I think. Exactly in that moment, 2021, they start uh, first with uh, tourist visa. Before that,
2: you couldn't get the tourist visa. So the point, my opinion, point of the football down
1: there and why is it growing so fast? Because they are aware they need to improve their country. And the new people, younger people are coming and they they see what is happening in the other parts of the world and they want to be like them, you know, they want to be educated, they want to go to colleges, they want to learn. And that's why everything starts to change. And football for them is a great
0: way to change it. Amazing. So that opportunity was a big opportunity, and it's, it's one of the reasons why I reached out to you was because I know people that have connections to people in Saudi Arabia, but I haven't spoke to anyone until I connected with you on LinkedIn that has lived in Saudi Arabia and has uh, experienced what that culture, uh, soccer, football experience is, and you have. So that's why I was so excited to have you on. One of the reasons. Now, with saying that. You've been in the room with Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, a a few other legends. I'd like for you to share that, but I just want to do a little bit of name-dropping here of of big superstar players that are in Saudi Arabia. We're talking about Nick Jr., Cristiano Ronaldo, Jureen Benzema, I think uh, is it uh, Mane? Yes, Mane is also down there. Mane is down there. So you could mention a few players that I missed, but also your experience of being in the room with Cristiano Ronaldo.
2: So the first time when I
1: saw the Cristiano Ronaldo was uh, exactly one month after he came in Saudi Arabia because um, my club in that moment, Damak, play home with Al Nasser. And you know, in the city was really, really amazing atmosphere. Like Cristiano Ronaldo is coming in the city, you know, not just in the city, but in our club because players had a big, bigger motivation. You know, they are playing against, against Cristiano Ronaldo,
2: they want to win. And first of all, look at him on tv and look
1: at him live totally different different world that that player is a such a good professional player like
2: you see on him why is he the best one you you see it live and for me that
1: moment i wanted like after the game uh to, to see him to to try to 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 meet him and you know we were, we were waiting for 2 3 hours to that he uh, go out from the locker room he had some his own program after game uh, massage uh, cold baths uh, some uh, compression boots like no game is finished and we are going he has his own program and he is following that program every game So he's staying two, three hours after the game. So that is one of the reasons why he's still on that level at that age is because he really takes care about his body. Not about his body, but about his recovery. And I think that's now in this moment in sport more important than some trainings so other experience i had uh now this season it was opening of the league in jida and uh, every club sent uh, three players and someone from staff and i had that opportunity to go down there and to be in the same room with that big names. You know, there was Steven Gerrard as coach. There was uh, uh, Henderson, player, ex-player and captain of Liverpool. uh, Dante, Benzema. All big names, you know. And feeling was amazing, really amazing. Like before three, three, four years, you are watching them on tv and now you are standing in the same room with that players but they are not acting like stars and i was really shocked with that in positive way like they are acting like normal people
0: amazing and that's it's so cool to experience that in person right to that's these guys you see on tv and they're you know top quality players oh. and, and to meet them in person is another experience that you're sharing, and it, it's 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 always good to experience that because not a lot of people get to be in the rooms that you've been in, right, and see the things and learn the things that you have. So it's uh, it's a so it's such an amazing opportunity. With saying that, I want to ask you, how was your working experience at? Uh, I'm not going to say this right, but I'll try. It's uh, at ALTFC. Altai. Altai FC. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was good experience. Uh, we met a lot of good people. The city was also good. Uh, even it was short experience, but I still get some informations from that experience that will help me
2: in my future career, you know. But the for me the more
1: more important moment in my career was the first club from Saudi Arabia, that was the Damak, you know, because I spent there for two and a half years and that is something what will always be my first and the going away from Damak was also a little bit uh, too hard emotionally because I connect with people down there not with people in the club but i had a friends down there in the city i also started to learn arabic language so at some point i knew how to talk with my friends down there like we go on coffee and i know to say some uh, sentences sentences and i speak with them and they are like laughing like it's strange to to hear that someone who is not from from Saudi Arabia who is from Europe can talk with them three four sentences you know and also our coach our head coach uh, he really really speak Arabic very good and also he he make an interview after game on Arabic language so it was really shock for them like good shock for them you know so they appreciate that a lot when you show them that you respect their culture their language their country their city
2: uh working in damak for me was beginning something new
1: so i started to work in academy with under 15 i was working with also one Croatian coach on under fifteen. Uh, he his name is Vonimir Deranja. He was ex uh, football player, also from my hometown. He was big name in that club, and that was also his beginning. So, if I wanted to get a better man and better coach in that moment, for sure I couldn't get it, because I was starting, he was starting,
2: and it was, it was something what both of us needed, because uh, we were starting to create our philosophy, our training methods, our system, and... uh, first
1: time when we came in in Saudi Arabia and when we take a look on the trainings, the first thing that we understood that training was 45 minutes. You understand? 45 minutes. So first thing what we need to do is how we are going to make training
2: one hour, one hour, 15 and they were training every day like 45 minutes mm. and then everything what you know from theory
1: when you come in practice forget it you need to understand to understand what you have in practice in that moment and then you need to put your knowledge how to step by step change it because if you immediately put too much changes, you will make a big shock for them and they don't like big shocks. So, every day, small step by small step, you need to change it.
2: For example, uh, players till that moment never uh, went to gym. And I like to work with players in gym
1: because I think we can improve a lot of things we can
2: prevent. Some things we can improve their, uh, let's say, motor learning. So now, how to put them in the gym? How will they react on that? That was also something.
1: What I was, I will not say, scared. But I was curious how
2: they are going to react on that. Then another thing uh before the game, the players the players are going in quarantine, you know, and they have a prayers, and first one is at six in the morning, so they
1: are waking up. Uh, make a pray, and after that
2: continue to sleep. And game is at 2 o'clock. So we were trying to find how to make them that
1: they are, that they are not sleepy on the game, you know, because if we let them to sleep, they will wake up at 1 o'clock. And they will be obviously tired from sleeping. So we try to implement some activation before the uh, before the lunch. So it was also some new shock for them. We were trying to make them that now on the game day they need to, let's say, make some training. But it was not training like normal training. It was more that we make them to wake up on the time, to make a conversation between each others, to make a good atmosphere be- between each other. So that was the point of that training. But how to present them that, you know? Uh, that season was really, really good for me in under 15. We make a good connections with players, with people from the club. Uh, we we were, I think, second in the regional league. And after that, you are going to play uh, qualifications for first division. Unfortunately, we didn't
2: make it because there is a big difference between my team, who is on,
1: I think, 2000... 200 meters attitude and they are eating always rice and chicken and we go to play with kids who are on the sea eating the fish you know it's big difference between between them so season finish in February and now we need to make something for for the new season already like preparation for the new season so we made a lot of uh, tournaments we were going to a lot of schools to try to see new kids good qualities from the city so it was also something what they didn't do before you know to go to school to go on uh, to talk with physical education teacher uh, to organise some football matches between uh, students, between uh, kids, and to see who is a good player, bring it in the club on the training, and then make more selections on that. And then, after that, next summer, the, this discretion coach from first team, they needed one more physical coach, one more fitness coach in the first team, they decided they want someone to work with injured players, to control GPS every training, to make uh, pre-activation every training. So that was the, my next step, my, again, new beginning in the first team in that club. So let's say in that moment everything starts on serious
0: level for me. Amazing. So could you also highlight some more effective strategies you've implemented to prevent injuries and enhance physical performance among players?
2: In my opinion, I think there is no universal strategy.
1: So there are a lot of things that we are taking as a team, I I mean as a staff, every training and uh, with that points, we are trying to decide
2: what is the best point for that day. I will just give you an example. If we are
1: playing next game home, we are not traveling. So two days before game, some explosive strength for, For players, was really good. They react really good to wake wake up their nervous system. Uh, Day before we make some prevention, but let's say some more individual prevention. uh, What players like because some of them like to do upper body, some of them like to do legs. So let's say always one day in a week, I try to let them to work what they want. Also, some of them had their uh, their, uh, private fitness coaches, so we needed to communicate between that players, between their coaches to check the programs, what they send to him and to control that as well. So for my opinion, there is no some universal strategy for prevention program because every training you are looking at a big picture of every player, including uh, wellness questionnaires, with uh, questions how how they sleep night before, how they eat, how they feel, are are they tired, then check what, what happened on training with GPS parameters, put that all together in one picture, talk with players before training, and then you understand what you can do in that pre-activation with each players. So there was a moment where, where I, I need to make like six, seven individual programs for six, seven different players, you know. And for that you need uh, also time to to make that, to understand that, to understand their characters, to understand... What's exactly happening with them? Because it's not always about uh, designing some program for their physical needs, because they are they are also humans. They are also men. So sometimes good talk and to understand how they feel and are they tired? Uh, are they emo- emotionally tired? Means more than some GPS parameter and designing some program, because you you saw something in that GPS
2: parameters.
0: Hmm. understood. I like that. That's where you you kind of stop looking at the data. You really look at the human side and say, "Hey, what's going on on the human side?" and Let's put the numbers away. Let's look. Let's let's not look at the data.
1: Uh, numbers they are good. You can get some information about the training, uh, about about think what's happening during the week on the trainings. How how is team reacting on trainings? Are they putting effort? Are some players maybe not putting enough effort? But what is more important is understand them as a humans. And that's Part of the communication that is something what head coach take more on himself you know he like to talk with them to to connect with them to understand them uh, to understand how they feel uh, what is with their family down there uh, because it's not easy for Foreigner players when they are alone there and their family and their wife with kids is in hometown. So in that moment, any prevention exercise will not help you. There is no prevention exercise in that moment. The best exercise in the world will not help you if he's sad, if he is not happy. So when we are designing some prevention programs we take uh,
2: more not just the
0: numbers yeah that's really good i like that point um with your background in kinesiology how do biometric biome- biomechanics and motor learning principles inform your coaching methods
2: uh so understanding
1: biomechanics of sport movement and motor learning that is a very important component of every strength and conditioning coach Uh, during my work with under 15 in uh, damat lab uh, when i was beginning and getting to know the children that players And when they were getting to know me as well, that was very important for me because I tried to learn them proper and basic movements because if you take a back and uh, remember what I said, before that, they never went to gym. So now if I came and... Make some shock with some exercises, maybe it's
2: bigger possibility that I will make injury for them. Also, we
1: start some strength trainings in a gym, some exercises, and I can give you an example. I take a look at some kids and realize that they don't know how to
2: make a normal squat like normal movement of squat and my thinking was like they have some
1: problems some deformities with their uh, hips with their uh, ankles but it was not the reality the reality was well, the re- the reality was that their brain don't know how to start and make proper movement.
2: So if we take back on the question, how is important the
1: biomechanic and motor learning, I think in working with kids, that's the most important thing of every strength and conditioning coach, because it's not something to make faster, harder, stronger but it's a, it is more about how to learn them for proper movements, which tomorrow when they grow up,
2: they will help them to make some performance better on the field. Understood.
0: In your experience, how important is mental conditioning and psychological support in optimizing player performance and resilience?
2: Uh, so, I think mental mental component is really important, especially
1: in the football. Why? Uh, because you can improve performance, re- reduce stress, and when you reduce stress, there is also a bigger possibility that you will... You will reduce uh, injury.
2: Uh, I can share you one example from my situation from the club.
1: Uh, we were in some bad moment of the season. Uh, salaries were late for some months. Players were not happy. We talk with them every day. Okay, take calm, be calm. Because salary will come, you need to take a focus on you on your work, on your game, because if you are good on, on the game you you will win that game, you will get new bonus, maybe tomorrow new club will come and make an offer with
2: bigger money, so just be calm, we will get salary, you know, and some players. They didn't train that in that moment on their high level. And what was the
1: result of that? You are not training full week on your maximum level because salary is not uh, coming. You are not happy. You are mental on some other part, but not on the field, not in the football. You are thinking about salary wise, letting your families in. in Brazil, it's not in uh, Saudi Arabia, or it's in Croatia, it's not in Saudi Arabia, or whatever. And what happened on the game in a fifth-minute injury. Not because of training, not because of some exercise or some things we didn't do in prevention, but because of the mental component. So. With mental component, you can also improve focus and concentration, focus on present and block all distractors from out. Uh, Also, you can increase confidence in yourself, increase confidence in your performance on the field, increase confidence in your teammates.
2: Uh, Also,
1: mental training give you opportunity for better coping skills like stress and negative emotions, you know. And what is most important for me, you are making one good synergy between players, because at the end of the day, players, if they had good synergy, and if they are working and cooperating together, then you will have result also as a coach. Exactly. And again, it's everything on the mental component and with the talking with them too much.
0: 100 percent great points. As you know, the soccer landscape of, while what emerging trends or innovations in strength and fishing do you find most promising for the future of the sport?
1: So in my opinion I think that will be uh, all things connected with recovery. Uh if we take some example of 100% of successful player
2: I think training is 50% uh food is but
1: recovery is 30%. And when we talk about recovery, we talk about good and quality sleep,
2: good and quality supplementation, and taking care about your body. Using
1: compressive boots, using cold baths, using massages, and when you put that in Complete picture. Then you are taking a good care of your recovery because you will have enough time to recover between two matches. And if you take a look in back in the Corona period, where in some leagues some teams play match every three to four days, then what is the point of the training? The point of the training is who make the better recovery and who reduce more fatigue from their players, they will be more successful. And also not just recovery but the thinking how to reduce injuries. In my opinion,
2: prevention of the injuries too much relative. I would like more to say it's proper proper term Uh, reducing
1: injury because injury will always happen you can't avoid injury, injury will happen today, tomorrow, after tomorrow in today's
2: sports it will happen but with some strategies maybe you can you can realize how to make that,
1: that injury happen later but not now with some strategy strategies implementing recovery talking with them getting them on your side and i think that's the most important for the future but not like new technologies and new gps's new systems who will measure i don't know what today everything some new systems can measure but system will never replace talking with the players and you're thinking what's happening now in reality no one software can replace that so the future is still and it will always be thinking your thinking as a coach and understanding reality and what is happening now in this situation with my players how they are reacting on the training, how they are reacting
2: on the life here, how they are rea- reacting on the
0: performance in that moment. Mm. Amazing. Last, uh, last few minutes here, three, three minutes to wrap up. Um, what did, Last question I have, what advice would you give to, you know, athletes that are transitioning into their, you know, st- they're going to stop playing soccer, they're going to transition to the, to the you know to the front office side, right? I mean in regards to your profession, strength and conditioning, right For players that are transitioning to strength and conditioning, what advice would you give to them?
2: I will always Now, in this moment, I have while I'm in Croatia, a few
1: students from uh, college that on some way they want to learn things from me so before one or two weeks i also had some discussion with them and there is only one advice i can give
2: to them and that is everything what you want tomorrow to do with your players first you
1: need to try it on yourself and make experience on yourself and understand how is that reacting on your body, how is that reacting on body in general? On the other side, you need to learn on a daily basis to read what's happening with new scientific articles and to think critical about everything what you read. Why is that good? Why is that not good? and make your own conclusion because something what i say is good maybe for you it's not good and opposite so the only what is important think critical about everything what you hear and make make your own opinion and stay behind
2: that
0: that's amazing advice daddy thank you so much for taking the time on the one heart
2: Thank you for your invitation. It was
1: nice to talk with you.